When we hear the words, in the beginning, we're most likely to finish that sentence with, God created the heavens and the earth. But there is another in the beginning. Here in the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man but of God and the word became flesh and lived among us and we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son full of grace and truth John testified to him and cried out this was he of whom I said he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made God known. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So by just a quick show of hands, who here is feeling a little tired this morning? Anyone feeling low energy or stretched a little thin? Yeah. This time of year always seems to feel like it's going a million miles an hour or it's about to start going that fast. One day it's Halloween, you blink, and it's almost Thanksgiving. Maybe that's just me. But even before the start of this holiday season, I think many of us were feeling this fatigue. There seem to be so many voices out there trying to instill cynicism in us, so many voices trying to make us feel hopeless, so many voices raising doubts about the future. Some of these voices are soft whispers, and others are shouts, but they all seem to be communicating the same message. There is no hope for the future. We are so broken and so divided that there is no way we could ever come together in a meaningful way. But God tells us something very different. Through scripture and salvation history, God tells us that there is always hope. The gospel of John, which has been called the spiritual gospel and the gospel of life, tells the saving story of Jesus as the Son of God, 
dwelling among humans, sent to bring us God's love and light and life. This gospel begins by introducing its central themes, light and life, rejection and belief, truth, glory, and especially Jesus as the revelation and presence of God. Echoes of scriptural themes of creation and wisdom as the agent of creation create a stunning affirmation of Jesus Christ as the eternal word or self-expression of God. The word, as it is used here with a capital W, is different from how we talk about scripture. The word of God for the people of God refers to scripture. This word is also different from the words God spoke to create the universe. In the beginning was the word refers to the Greek word for word, logos, which means essence. It's the truest sense of who God is. This is the image of God. The word, though distinct from God the Father, is also God and the one through whom all things are created. The word is then the giver of life and light to all. And Jesus was the incarnation of the divine word that formed the universe. Jesus says this later in John when he proclaims, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Tattoos on the Heart tells stories from a Jesuit priest named Greg Boyle who ministers to gang members in L.A. One snapshot of his ministry went like this. At 3 o'clock in the morning, the phone rings. It's Cesar. He says what every homie says when they call in the middle of the night. Did I wake you? I always think, why no? I was just waiting and hoping that you'd call. Cesar is sober, and it's urgent that he talk to me. Cesar says, I've got to ask you a question. You know how I've always seen you as my father, ever since I was a little kid. Well, I have to ask you a question. Now Cesar pauses, and the gravity of it all makes his voice waver and crumble. Have, have I been your son? Oh, hell yeah, I say. Whew, Cesar exhales. I thought so. Now his voice becomes enmeshed in a cadence of gentle sobbing. Then, I will be your son, and you will be my father, and nothing will separate us, right? That's right. In this early morning call, Cesar did not discover that he has a father. He discovered that he is a son worth having. The voice broke through the clouds of his terror and the crippling mess of his own history, and he felt himself beloved. The incarnation of the word in the person of Jesus is an invitation for all of us to know and be known by God, to feel ourselves beloved. Just as God's spirit moved over the face of the deep on the first day of creation, the spirit moves with us now in our time of beginnings. When the world seems full of possibilities, when we tremble on the edge of a maybe. John Wesley taught that through Adam's sin, death entered and affected all of creation. And in Christ, we see death in reverse for all of creation. 
as the gospel said, in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. Life and light, hope and peace, joy and love. Each year at Advent, we light candles and remember these themes as we prepare for the coming of Christ. More and more candles, more and more light, as we watch and wait for Jesus, the light of the world. Pastor Jabe and I have called this sermon series, In the Beginning. Our God is a God of beginnings. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There was a void. There was chaos without any order. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Father, Son, and Spirit worked together to form land, sky, sea, plants, animals, and humans. In my last sermon, I mentioned how Jesus took on bones and skin and breath. But long before that, Jesus was participating in creation, there with the Father in the beginning. Father, Son, and Spirit all co-creating. In another beginning, the Word became flesh and lived among us. The Son of God becomes the Son of Mary and Joseph, too becomes nephew to Elizabeth and Zechariah, becomes cousin to John, becomes human, one of us. And yet another beautiful beginning in which we are about to embark, we remember Jesus' birth and prepare for his return. Jesus came so that God would no longer be a stranger to us. He travels the cosmos to be with us, and I won't even get into how he then gets even lower to wash his disciples' feet. We find ourselves here and now in a beginning. Today is the last Sunday of the Christian year, Christ the King Sunday. On this special Sunday, we remember and celebrate the greatness of Jesus and his lordship over all of creation. Colossians says, in Jesus we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In him, all things on earth and in heaven were created. He is before all things, and in him, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. Jesus reigns where you are, where the broken are, where the hurting and the hungry and forgotten are. He reigns where people question themselves and their purpose and their value. And as we look towards Advent, the beginning of a new Christian year, let's remember how Jesus is with us in our new beginning, whatever that looks like for each of us. Instead of going a million miles an hour, I invite you and myself to slow down. Let this Advent be not just a surface-level beginning, but a real beginning. Pause. Pause long enough to reflect on the season we have been in. Set intentions for the new season. Ask yourself, in this season, what do I want? What is mine to carry? What is mine to carry? What is it time to move on from? And how will I be sure to notice God's presence? in this season.
Jesus is so unlike any other person in history. So unique, so dynamic. People traveled far and wide just to get a glimpse of him. When Nathaniel doubts if anything good can come from Nazareth, his friend Philip simply says, come and see. He tells him, come and see. Come on, you've got to come see this. Don't read about it. Don't watch the news about it. Come and see for yourself. Jesus does not simply speak God's word and do God's works. Jesus is those things. Jesus is God's word and is God's work in the world. In the beginning was the word, and the word became flesh and lived among us. Come and see. Let us pray. Though no one has ever seen you, God, we respond with wonder and awe at the good news that your Son, who is close to your heart, has made you known to us. As we draw near to the time when we celebrate the coming of your Son into the world, make us ever more aware that the Word has been made flesh and dwells among us still. Amen.